0: The the running, running oh. helped out a lot uh, because I, and then I would use that as an excuse. Well, I can eat whatever I want because right. I'm running, right. uh, and and so now it's since you know again just the, by the passage of time, I'm having to my body's having to adapt. Uh, you know, I can't I didn't realize I can't run as often or as long as I used to, uh, so I need to do something else to to something make to up for to make up for that.
1: Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy.
0: All right. Uh, My name is Chuck Flieger, uh, 55 years old. Uh, married to my wife Angela for 30 years now we got two kids got a son-in-law and I got two grandkids uh, up until last summer I was full-time law enforcement retired after 34 and a half years and right now I'm working as executive director of a local nonprofit the Amber Alert Network Brazos Valley
1: so retirement led you into another career
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, well the the my time, in, in law enforcement, I was blessed enough to, to be able to work in this field, uh, and now by working with this nonprofit, it's the first time I've had a chance to do that full time. Wow. And it's something I'm pretty passionate about. So, uh, it's it it doesn't seem like work. It's uh, and so it's been it's been really a, a good change.
1: Oh, I love that. That's so cool that you. I mean, you're. I mean, to me, you're still young. I mean, 55. You're kind of transitioning into this next season of life. <laughs>
0: Well, sometimes I feel young and sometimes I don't feel so young. Usually that's right after class. So. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about um, kind of your upbringing in kind of, we'll call it the adolescence, teenage years when it comes to exercise, working out. What was, um, what what do you remember from those days? I mean, did you work out? Did you play sports? Uh,
0: nope. Nothing? Uh, no. It was, uh, yeah, I... Uh, the, the the first time i really got exposed to any type of uh physical training regimen was when i joined the army uh and i had uh, all of a sudden i had a drill sergeant yelling at me to do push-ups and mountain climbers and uh you know doing all that stuff and so it was i, I was not ready uh, no background not, in any no, type of fitness no no nothing was it all.
1: i mean in that time in the army was it really challenging for it,
0: you uh, yeah it uh it was it was challenging at first uh the The summer before I went in the army, I weighed two hundred and ten pounds. What? Yeah, many, and it was and it was it, was, it, was, it was pizza and beer weight is what that wow. was. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, by the time I finished with uh, my advanced training, it was a total of four months. Uh, I was down to one forty.
1: You lost seventy pounds. I,
0: I had lost a little bit before I went in, but bulk of it was courtesy of uncle sam
1: would that would that have been after high school immediately after so you're 18
0: uh no i uh i didn't join until i was 20 i kind of kind of uh just was trying to figure my way around uh and i I needed something and the army provided me with what i needed okay Uh,
1: so let's kind of uh, unpack the you were 210 what were you when you graduated high school
0: uh probably 180 190 so
1: how how did that 20 30 pound weight gain happen
0: uh, by eating pizza and <laughs> drinking beer, uh, and, and not exercising gradually, yeah, I mean, I yeah and I, I smoked at yeah. the time, and so you know, I did not, uh, I didn't, I didn't have any type of regimented exercise. At well, all, you know, ever.
1: we have some guys that come in sometimes when they're going to go into the army, right? And yeah. they, they kind of start saying like, "Hey, I need to start getting in shape." You going into the army, did it being kind of in that unhealthy state, did you have any of those thoughts or no? Uh,
0: no, I mean because I was. Uh, my recruiter, he didn't tell me any of that stuff. He just wanted me to sign on the line. Uh, and so I got signed up and it, uh, yeah, it totally caught me off guard. Wow. So yeah. you show
1: up and, and I mean. And
0: all of a sudden I'm doing push ups. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. So in that four months, did it all come off gradually over that period of time or was it like you lost 20 initially and then.
0: It, it was a pretty steady yeah. decline simply because one, it changed my eating habits. Uh, it was, uh, I was, I was not eating, you know, in the middle of the night, I was not eating whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted. It was, you got three in, in theory, you got three meals a day. Uh, sometimes I would have enough time. Depends on if my platoon was the last one in the last battalion at the mess hall, I would have enough time to eat my food from the end of the serving line to the cart <laughs> where you put the, the tray away. And that was it. Wow. Uh, and so it was, you know, probably not the most Probably not the most healthy way to lose the weight, but it but it got me down uh, to something that since that time I have not gotten even close back. Yeah, you've kind of
1: maintained the new now. Seventy pounds is a lot of weight. Did you know some people experience like skin? You know how when they lose a lot of weight, did you have any like extra skin or were you just flat ripped? I mean, twenty. Oh no,
0: I wasn't wasn't ripped. I had you know I got the stretch marks and stuff I had for a number of years. It uh, and I've, I've put some weight back on. But, uh, so it's not, not noticeable, but you know, not, not really, you know, a, a whole lot, I guess when you're younger, your, your body's a little bit more elastic. Yeah. Uh, did, did you so. enjoy
1: the working out?
0: Uh, no. You hated no, it? No. Yeah. No, it
1: was,
0: it was, uh, yeah. And it, uh, I mean, from that, uh, I, I would, I did the, I, I continued to smoke, unfortunately, continued to drink, you know, because that's what you, you did back in the. In the late '80s, <laughs> uh, and uh, and then I got out of the army, and I got on with uh, with uh, you know College Station PD. And really, there was when I went through the academy for the police academy, there was not a physical fitness portion of it. It was strictly academic.
1: And now there's a physical now that yeah now fitness. there is
0: they work out, but you know back then it was a ten week academy. Now it's an eighteen week academy full time. So they've added a lot, including a physical fitness component defensive tactics all of those things so that it it again that was just the way things were done uh, back then and so I I never really did anything to um, address my fitness even my my father died of a heart attack at age 50 when I was 19 uh, and I didn't even do anything at that point but when my daughter came along and I was still sitting there I was still smoking, I was still drinking, and she was a year old, and I was sitting there. I had to do a physical fitness test for work, and I thought I was going to die. Wow. I was like, i got to do something, otherwise I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm going to be dead before I'm 40. How old were you? I was 27. Okay. 27 at the time. And so I was still uh, small. Not I hadn't put on weight, but I was, I was you know, working shift work, eating like crap, smoking, drinking. Uh, and so I started running. And so from the time I was 27 up until here the last couple years, that was really my only constant physical exercise. Love to run. Love running. Uh, got to the point where I did multiple half marathons, and I was able to, I was able to actually to get one full marathon done, one, back. It's wow. probably been 15, 16 years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I really – that has always been – I've never been one that –
1: so how you said your daughter was one, yeah. and and you were exposed in this fitness test. Yeah, what was the fitness
0: test? It was trying to run a mile and a half, and, and, and I thought I was yeah, I thought I was going to keel over. Wow, yeah, I was like, this is bad. I'm I'm 27 and I feel like I'm 50. This this is not sustainable.
1: So describe to me the we'll call it the beginning of
0: running. Like, what was mm-hmm. that first few months like? Uh, it was it was pretty pretty rough just simple because I continued to smoke and then finally I just quit cold turkey. Uh, and then that's really when it took off and I was I was that guy that you would see out running, you know, in the rain, in the cold, in the heat, you know, doing Could 6 tell, 8 10 uh, miles. Oh yeah,
1: when when you quit smoking a oh, absolutely! Immediate different, or I guess
0: within the first couple of weeks. Yeah, it was a huge, was huge change.
1: Was the reason you quit smoking because you started running, and you didn't want to, or was there more? Well, I to it?
0: I knew that I needed to continue working out, doing something, uh, because again, my daughter was you know very very young, and oh. I was sitting there going, if I want to be around to see her grow up and see her kids, I've got to change something. Which is, so I could, so I started yeah. running, and I continued to struggle with the running, uh, but then. I said well I got to quit smoking. I've got to change something. So I quit the smoking and then that's really when my running running and, took and off. And just
1: fast forward how cool is it cuz she has kids today yeah. and you guys are a big part of their lives and to hear you say that out loud I mean you're doing you know that was a pivotal decision for you. Oh, changing, yeah, having like, kids
0: will change yeah. a lot of your priorities and 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 stuff like that. So So um a lot of people
1: when they're in that seat of doing nothing and going into it, you know, they dread the, the effort needed, yeah. right? The, you know, running can be really hard. I remember when I first yeah. started running. Um, how did you approach those really dreadful
0: running days? Um, I, I really liked it. Hmm. I've, I've never been one that would wear, like, the headphones or anything like that. That's my time. I just completely unplugged. I'm not, I mean, it's, I don't carry a phone with me, nothing, I'm just out run. never listen to music, it's just my time to, to get out and think, and, and especially back then, when I was running longer distances, um, it really was relaxing, I would feel bad if I didn't go running, uh, I mean, like, I would be, I'd be in a bad mood, uh, you know, and it was just because, I guess, you know, just not producing those endorphins, yes, you're getting going, high, yeah, yeah, right. and so yeah. it, so it, uh, and that went on for... I mean, just a, a number of years. Um, and really the only, any type of weight training or resistance training that I ever got was two times um, in my life was one when I was still in the Army, and I was deployed down to Honduras. And really there was nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. I had a gym, and so I did that. And then for a number of years, um, after when I was, uh, it would have been back in 2003, uh, I got to go to uh, the FBI National Academy in Quantico, Virginia, and by that time, I was really seriously running, doing all that other stuff, and so I started lifting when I got up there to, to kind of complement it, um, and so it was kind of a sneak peek at, at what I would like to do, but then when I came back, life got in the way, uh, and I just, I, I, I let it go to the to the to the wayside and until I really until I started coming here. Yeah, so
1: you so you were running seven days a week pretty much, or would it be five days a week?
0: I I would try and force myself to take a day off a week just to let my body recoup a little bit. Sometimes I didn't though; I would run seven days. A and how did you come up
1: with the distances? Did you follow a plan, or did you just wake up and say, "I'm going to run five
0: miles"? Uh, some sometimes it would depend on how much time I had. You know, I do a short run. Uh, if I was training for a race, uh you know I would do my longer runs on the weekend when i would or want my days off when I'd have time to you know to to put in for it uh, so it would just depend on Did, did you, know, you ever
1: get into kind of trying to beat certain times from previous
0: races or get competitive with yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean it's at at one point now for a number of years, I was the 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 fastest one at the police department for a number of years the the best I ever got was. I got to 906 on a mile and a half wow. and and so that was I mean that's huge for me um, and you know I would get competitive with my times like on the half marathons when I did my marathon all I wanted to do was I wanted to finish I said I don't care about my time when I want to cross the finish line uh, and so but I would I would really push myself on the other races the 10ks the 5ks and the, and the half marathons I would try and push myself to to do better so yeah I would do stuff like interval training I'd do stairs uh, you know all the the different types of training, but it was all strictly, um, uh, I guess that would be aerobic yeah. exercise. Yeah. Only only you know the cardiovascular stuff. So
1: the 906 time. Uh, what's the what do you have to get it under? What's the the cutoff time? I guess for your 15 minutes. Okay, so yeah. when you first did it back in, when you were 27, or you yeah. failed, what was your? You, did you not make that time cap?
0: Oh, I, I think I made it, but just barely. Okay, you know, so it, you said, it, I mean,
1: you shaved 33% off of that time yeah. practically. And as you've grown in you know, your influence in the police department, seeing guys come in, um, has there been any you know, uh, use of your fitness to encourage other people? Taking your story of like, hey guys, I was out of shape. And you know, I remember that mile and a half test, and just helping people in that way. Or would you say
0: with the with the running? Yes, yeah, with the running. Um, and uh, you know, not so much. We we had a gym for a number of years, but then when we had to remodel the building. The gym went away, and so for the longest time, we didn't we didn't have any workout facilities mm-hmm. at uh, at the police department. So really, it was just running. If you wanted to to really closely tie it to to work. Uh, and so, yeah, I would talk to people about runs. I'd, you know, on the physical fitness, on the, the testing days, we would have to do that. We'd do that once a year.
1: How much did getting in shape, you know, cardiovascularly
0: impact your performance as a police officer or in the line of duty? I, I, I thought it helped me a great deal simply because um, I'm, I've never been the biggest guy uh you know i'm not going to out muscle anybody so my strategy whether it was in a foot chase or in a fight was to outlast mm. use might use that to, to my advantage that if i'm running after somebody you know i wasn't a sprinter i said but if i if i still had you in sight with after the first 100 yards i was going to get you <laughs> uh, if you could yeah. lose me in that first hundred yards more power to you yeah uh in a fight you know most fights are pretty intense for the first you know 30 seconds 45 seconds and so to be able to sustain that Uh, in that and still have some capacity you know cardiovascular capacity not be wiped out uh, stand a better chance and then uh, it just uh, you know always want to try and avoid those things but if it came down to it yeah I think it I think it provided some benefit uh, probably not as much as you know a more well-rounded fitness approach would have so
1: I, I remember distinctly Chris Rea yeah Uh, telling me that you had actually called him into your office and he thought it was for something completely, I I guess, I don't know, to talk about something more focused on work (laughs) and I think the way he described to me is he sat down and you're like, what are you doing for working out yeah. <laughs> you you know so t- tell me oh, he was, about dude, I mean that. you know you
0: saw him I mean he was yes. the nicest guy you could ever Absolutely. meet and but he was an absolute beast yes and and I had been exposed some to crossfit just a little bit in that all of a sudden I started in the locker room I started seeing kettlebells showing up. I was like, what the heck is this?
1: <laughs> yeah you know, what are
0: they, what are these things and then but again, since we didn't have a workout facility there at the PD, Really, I didn't. I didn't know anything about it, and, and so uh, I'll be you know, perfectly honest. When well, we started the process, because we started the process for designing the new police facility years ago, um, and there was a lot of talk about you know, hey, let's you know make this into a CrossFit, and, you know, have all this and other stuff. And I was sitting there going. Man, that's just a fad. It's not going to be around. Uh, you know, we need some bench presses. Yeah. we need some dumbbell leg presses, yeah. and you know, and just the standard gym stuff. Yeah, uh, I was like, that's not going to be anything. Um, but you know, we would have uh, regularly. We would all law enforcement people would get together and talk, and I would just hear him talking about you know his training and things like that, and just again, just seeing how fit he was. And I knew that I needed to do something because over the years, my running had started to come down uh, because of, uh, you know, 30 plus years of wearing a pistol butt around my middle, my back mm. started giving me problems. Um, I've never been a real big core person. Uh, and then wearing that extra weight around your middle, really a lot of police officers end up with blower back problems. Wow. And so you combine that with the years and years and years of running and the pounding because there's only pavement around this town yeah uh, I really started having more problems so I wasn't able to run as much or as long as I used to so I knew I needed to do something because I knew I was coming close to retirement I wanted to be able to continue to be physically fit so I knew I would have to I need I needed to adapt uh, my what I was doing the same old thing was not going to uh, you got to change it up mm-hmm. uh, and so that's when I asked him about it uh, and then that's when he, you know, brought me up here. I had no idea what a burpee was. I had no idea what a snatch was. Uh, you know, a clean, a deadline. I didn't know any of that stuff.
1: Well, and I remember. I think we initially spoke in the fall of eighteen, or maybe you guys came, but it may have been a couple months into uh, later. It was, ju- it was just in tonight. Just yeah, the start like February nineteenth. Yeah. I just remember you. You had something going on, and you were like, "We're gonna start after that," which yeah. could have been mid. You know, mid to early February or something of that nature. Well,
0: we, me and my wife were going to start together, and then she ended up getting a detached That's bicep what, tendon. Yes. And so she ended up getting surgery, and I went ahead and started. Yes. Because we were talking about, well, should I wait for her? And we knew it was going to be months. So I was like, I, yeah. oh, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, and do that. And so I started, yeah. So two, a little over two years now. Yeah. Been so let,
1: let's kind of talk about, like we did running, like the first you know few months. Yeah. or t- Let's talk about CrossFit. You... You did the on ramps, mm-hmm. yes, um, and then you transitioned to classes. What was that experience like?
0: Uh, it was at, at first it was it was a little overwhelming. The terminology, uh, like I said, I had no I I had no uh, background of information, you know, none of that. And so the the the, the terminology of you know of a, of a clean and a, you know a clean and jerk and a clean and a push jerk and a yeah you know and a, and a front squat and a back squat, all of those things they they started to uh, you know, started to come together, and the the biggest thing that I was, my number one fitness goal at my age, and my history, is I don't want an injury, so I want to do the exercises correctly, I want to do the best form that I can, and so, you know, certain things like squats, pretty easy, you're holding it, and you go down, and you come up, and you, and you don't lean forward, yeah. got that. When you're talking about a you know a clean and jerk, there's a lot going on Tons. there. You know, yes. a, a snatch. Yes, it's a there's lot. a lot going on, and and so I I kind of struggled at first with I really and maybe maybe it wouldn't have been a big deal, but I I think maybe I I overemphasized if that's a the, the right way to say it of really trying to do the best that I could on the forms because. I know that if you start getting lazy on stuff, that's when you can get hurt because I don't want to go through a surgery and I don't want to go through a rehab. I don't want to have to deal with that at age 55 when I'm retired. And so I've tried to keep my progress more of a continual, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the tortoise and the hare, I've I've been more of the tortoise than than anything else. And, um, and so that at, at the first getting going and getting, you know, again, understanding, uh, I was there for a long time. I was doing the 5am classes and that was, was a, you know, that was a good group for that first year really is when I, when I did that and then COVID hit. Yep. Um, and so since then it was, you know, since the time that I have, you know, since retired and everything, so my schedule is a lot more flexible. Uh, I tend to kind of float yeah. all, all have around you, now.
1: It, what, how was the soreness unique or different from running?
0: it's gonna sound weird i like the the soreness when i can tell that it's from working hard as opposed to it's sore because i hurt something right i like that feeling because now i know that i've done something to push myself beyond what i had been doing like when i would run you know if i'd run a you know i'm used to running four or five miles and i'd run eight miles i could feel that soreness and i knew hey you did something extra you pushed yourself and and it came out okay and that's the same thing on the on the on the working out is when i get that soreness then i know oh okay yeah i push myself and it's not a a a pain like an injury soreness it's a hey you're you're pushing your boundary right right and i like that
1: so have you noticed changes in your body from the incorporation of new stuff
0: yeah uh yeah i have uh i've Feel like physically i feel like i'm i'm stronger i feel better balance uh i feel better just overall fitness uh than before you know i I, I was really one dimensional when i was just doing the running it's a it's a big important part but it's but it's not that kind of that overall uh uh, approach to things and so I, i feel a lot better uh there um it is uh it's the the last thing that I need to do and do better on is nutrition. Mm. That's always been a struggle for me. I've always eaten like poo uh, <laughs> forever. Some of that was driven by, you know, working shift work, you know, back when I first started on the streets, the water burger and kettle were the only things that were open at, on night shift. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and so if you wanted to eat, uh, you know, that's what your choices were. And, and sometimes it was, you know, grabbing it through the drive through as you go. So, between that and the Army, I developed some bad eating habits. Um, and so a couple months ago, I, I met with Kyle. And he gave me just a few simple little tips that I've been able to implement. And I'd, I'd say I'm probably a C-plus student with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not perfect, but I, I'm starting to, to feel the, 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 the change in that. I'm, I'm feeling... A little different in the way i think that my body is now made up so although sense? you'd
1: give yourself a c plus grade it sounds like from that 210 version of you mm-hmm. you've never gone back to that body no. No. which means that you've had some mindfulness right i mean yeah. you've had a little has, what's your weight usually range from i'm
0: right at about 170 i stay pretty constant at okay 170
1: now. and so that tells me that you know 140 was probably just a product of being working out way more than you should oh, eating between way yeah, less. eating that and stress yeah <laughs> drill sergeants yelling at you yeah, yeah that was but, that but, was not optimal but how have you managed even when you feel like you've been eating like poo to yeah. maintain your weight and not go up to a 210
0: the the running running oh. helped out a lot uh, because I and then I would use that as an excuse well I can eat whatever I want because I'm right. running right uh, and and so now it's since you know again just the by the passage of time I'm having to my body's having to adapt uh, you know I can't I realize I can't run as often or as long as I used to um, so I need to do something else to to supplement make up for, to make up for that and then if I can combine, that with eating somewhat better Then I, again i think it's that tortoise and the hair i'm making a little bit more progress right down the so road what are some I of those out.
1: changes that kyle encouraged you to make
0: uh as far as i was nutritional eating, uh eating breakfast mm. never been a breakfast eater so to get something in my body and the thing was he said you know just have an have an egg in the morning have a couple mm-hmm. of eggs in the morning get that started get the protein in your yeah. body yeah um snacking what do you snack with uh snack with some stuff that that has protein low in sugar right uh, and smaller portions so you know now i've got you know some of those you know those p3 packs i've got beef jerky i love beef jerky i've always loved beef jerky so when he told me that that was was something good i was like okay cool uh you know and you know and, and doing things in in moderation as opposed to you know, getting home from work and grabbing a bag of chips and eating half of it until I feel stuffed because I haven't eaten breakfast or lunch that day. So trying to just refuel my body a little bit better throughout throughout the day, yeah. uh, I think would have, and it, it's only been a few months since we met. And so it's, you know, I know that that is not something that I'm going to undo 55 years worth of uh, that just in a couple of months, but I, I do feel different. I do feel that I'm making that progress towards where I want to get.
1: Yeah. So if you could identify three things, you know, at 55, um, that would say if I did these three things every week, I'm winning in my health. Like, what would those three things be?
0: Right. Right now, my optimal. What I would like to be able to do is is to maintain a regular workout schedule. Right now, I'm trying to run four days a week, and I'm trying to get in here into the gym three days a week. Okay. Uh, I like to get into the classes. I love mm-hmm. it when I can get into the classes. It's just with, you know, trying to get the nonprofit up and going, I can't always... My schedule changes Yeah. day to day. And so sometimes I end up... A lot of times I end up here open in the open gym, gym time. Mm-hmm. And I like the camaraderie in the classes. Um, and so the... But even with the open gym time, there's always a coach around. There's always right. somebody that is also working out so i've got that motivation but yeah. if i have questions or if i have That's something right. there's always somebody i can ask something you know just real quick and then i get you know get the, the the workout in so if goal number one i think it would be to to settle into a schedule that i'm able to sustain over a period of time mm-hmm. understanding that life happens of course but just generally speaking hey what is going to work that is sustainable and repeatable week mm-hmm. over week so that it's not one week I'm doing this and the next week I'm doing that uh, the the second thing would be to really kind of take my nutrition not just in the uh, just those those few things that that Kyle talked to me about, which was really just kind of uh, you know carving out like five or six things that I can accomplish, but I'd like to be able to now move into where I'm you know, doing better three meals a day, mm. uh, and to and to be able to, you know, in the evening have a regular meal with my wife that is also then then healthy because I right. think that's right. I think that's good physically, but then just being able to have that regular schedule with her, I think that's valuable as well. Just that you know that uh, that relationship yep. uh, right. aspect of it uh and then third is uh is to continue to i'd like to be able to actually by working that consistently i'd like to be able to up my running a little bit more because mm-hmm. like i said i do i love running i do i really enjoy it and so if i could get my body to where it could take a little bit more to do that uh and then to continue and then improve in the running and in the crossfit yeah just to to get my body better trained so that you know, and I don't want to set you know, you know, a, a, some type of a arbitrary benchmark goal, but as long as I continue to improve, but I'd like to to move both of them forward, the CrossFit and the running. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you know, at fifty
1: five, I think you can speak to you started running at a young age, um, so you've kind of couple de- few decades, right? Yeah. Um, you mentioned a little wear and tear, yeah, that, that's happened. There. So, what can you say? Uh, how can you summarize that wear and tear? Like, what what have you experienced as you've gotten older in the wear and tear on your body physically?
0: It's uh, with me. It's always my lower back. That's mm. where I start to, um, I say, break down. That's where I start to feel it in fatigue, in soreness. Uh, you know, I feel that my legs just aren't moving as much, and I can I feel like it really ties back to yeah. my lower back. And again, I think that's that's a combination of you know, several things. The belt. Um, the, yeah. the belt, um, the running on pavement. Right. Right. Um, and I know that if I would do more core work, I know that that yeah. helps the lower yeah. back. I do. And I've just, I've never been a, you know, I said I don't like burpees. I, you know, yeah. I don't like, like <laughs> sit ups and I don't like crunches and all those other things. So I, I know that I need to do something. Because that that's all tied well, together. Well, I bet
1: CrossFit's been so good for you because I oh mean, yeah, everything is core really. You know, yeah. I mean everything we do from even the bracing of your abdominals to a, do a yeah. back squat to the deadlift to yeah. you know every kipping poop movement we do, yeah. um, has probably been beneficial. So um, I'll kind of end with two questions. You know, yeah. uh, I think you you have so much experience in in law and enforcement. CrossFit initially kind of started in. Uh, as a military not necessarily yeah. as a military program but it was adopted early let's call it yeah. that some of the most early adopters of CrossFit in the early 2000s um, up until probably 2005, six, as more normal everyday people were military law enforcement right? Yeah. and um, I think the reason they appreciated that style of training was because they really felt it translated into just day to day so how can you uh, validate that or speak to that not necessarily that you did it early in your career yeah. but after serving for as many years as you have army, police, um, it, looking at maybe a guy who's new to the department you know now yeah. they have a crossFit gym beautiful yeah. in the yeah. in the office at the new police yeah. department um, you know how does this style of training right CrossFit really help that specific person? Uh, in law enforcement.
0: It's because it's functional. It's functional and it's the it's the whole body. It, it, it's going to exercise cardiovascularly, you know, because, you know, again, we don't like to get in chases and we don't like to get in fights, but that's an aspect of it. It's a physical uh, profession. Uh, and so it's, it, it will build the, the cardiovascular. When you're doing, you know, when you're doing the, the, the burpees and the double unders and all mm-hmm. the other stuff, it's going to get your heart rate going. Um, but doing things like, you know, proper form in doing a squat or in a wall ball helps you that if you're, even if you're not in a fight, but you're having to, you know, help push somebody's car out of the road, it's, uh, that if you're, you're having to lift somebody up over a fence, you mm-hmm. know, when you are chasing a bad guy. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that if you do have to get into a scrap with somebody, I think it's, it's, it's more of a overall body fitness that will help you to stay safe uh, because you'll have a better outcome. You'll be able to stop that uh, that confrontation faster if you're in if you're in shape and you're able to control what you're doing and what that other person is doing. You can stop that faster because you're able to get it under control mm-hmm. faster. Uh, and so I think the uh, you know sometimes and again you know I was a product of it as well. You know when we did have a gym, it was it was. Leg press, bench press, and curls. Yeah. You know, that's all anyone ever <laughs> that's all anyone ever did. We you know, we concentrate between the knees yeah. and the shoulders and, and those three things, because those are the things that look good when you're curling in the that's in right. the mirror and you're and you bench pressing and uh you know, things that you can grunt at. Uh, but it was really you know, just regular traditional gym work can get really narrowly focused. Was that
1: uh, all things taken into consideration when they built out the new gym for the new police department?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very no. much so. Very yeah. much so. Is
1: the usage pretty high there?
0: Uh, when I left, yeah, it was getting used quite a bit. And, you know, even when I still drive by now, I, I see yeah. those bay doors up and they're in there. They're yeah. They're in there all the time. And so I think it's – uh, I, I think there is – you know, I was one of those old guys. I was one of those old ones that go – you know, that – is is tough to to retrain so i think there's a lot more officers that are taking advantage of it than perhaps when i did coming in and, and i think that that is it's a it's a huge benefit for them personally but for the city because it's just general overall health uh, reduces you know sick time and you're you're not out missing work uh, you're less likely to become injured, and you know have to go on workman's compensation. You're less likely for a physical confrontation to become protracted and possibly injuring somebody, which is a huge liability issue uh, for the officer and for the for the department. So, just overall, the the more fitness focus that we can do. Uh, one of the things that College Station was doing is is workload permitting, is the officers are allowed to work out on duty. Hmm. Three hours a week. That's awesome. Uh, that would have never been considered when I first started that job. You know, it was yeah. like, what? No. And, you know, and you certainly wouldn't have, you know, just, again, it's that mindset. And that, that the, the, the mindset of the profession in general is just is, is constantly evolving. Cause right. Because it, it has to. But I think that that is a huge, huge part of it. And it's it's certainly something that, you know, I would recommend for, for anyone because it is it is a it can be a very physically demanding job. You can be sedentary for 11 hours and 45 minutes of a 12-hour shift and then all heck breaks loose the last 15 minutes and you just don't know and if if your body is you know so just used to that sedentary position or if you're if you're so bulked up you know, because all you've done is the curls and everything, you're not properly warmed up. And the next thing you know, you, you have to physically exert yourself. You're pulling hamstrings or you're pulling or you're tearing a bicep or, or something. It's not, it doesn't translate. No, it doesn't. mm -hmm. That's a good word. It doesn't translate into how your body will need to function in that job. Yeah. And
1: as you explain it like that, it makes total sense. You know, even the high intensity, right? You know, you hit a workout high intensity, for a period of time, right? Sounds a lot like what y'all have, y'all are demanded of. Yeah. You know, when it's like, maybe things are really slow until they get fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to be able to maintain that fast for as long as it's needed to be yeah. made. You know, it's almost putting in perspective what we do in here. You know, people can look at a you know, 10 minute AMRAP. They know it's over in 10 minutes. An officer doesn't know when this thing's going to be over. They just yeah. got to go at whatever intensity yeah, it is, exactly. whether it's a fight, a run, a chase, a, you know. Yeah. For
0: and the, and the faster that you can get any of those stressful situations done, the the safer it is. The safer it is yes. safer it is going to be for everybody because again, it's uh you know when you become fatigued and when that's all you have left, unfortunately, is you know you, every police officer has a gun. Yeah. At anything and you have to be able to not only uh, use other methods beyond that, but you also then have to be able to protect that yeah from being taken from you. And if you're if you're exhausted, if you're physically exhausted, and you can't protect that, uh, well, then that can be taken from you and used against you, or you, used against somebody, yeah. somebody else. And you know, I don't, I don't want you know anyone to, to get the 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 impression that that is you know all police officers have to Correct. worry about. But you don't know when that thing is going to happen, so you have to prepare for it all the time, and then pray that it doesn't. But it's not going to matter. Uh, you know, if you haven't prepared, it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Well,
1: and one of the things that they teach you in CrossFit at the level one is the fitness program is preparing you for the unknown and unknowable is kind of what it's taught, which is kind of very applicable again, going back to that first responder, um, occupation, right? In everyday life, we can look at that from, I mean I know everybody's done this, but like fumbling your steps, tripping over something, yeah. like the more fit you are, the better you're gonna catch yourself, period.
0: Yeah. And, and it can and it can be for other things. I mean, to to administer CPR to a person is very physically it's a very physically demanding thing. And if mm-hmm. and if an officer arrives on scene, the first on scene, they may have to do that for however long until the fire department arrives. That can that can tax you yeah. uh, to you know to help somebody you know help the fireman lift up a gurney into the ambulance so they can get them to the hospital uh, to help you know somebody in a in a you know in a traffic crash to you know to get them out of the roadway if they're if they're in danger and then you throw on top of that it's not just the physical things that you're doing you have that stress level that is dumping adrenaline into your into your hmm. body uh, and so physiologically there's a lot that's going on your Heart rate is skyrocketing, mm. and so just the the more the the more balanced your fitness could be, I would say it's it's always going to behoove that person, again, to come out the other side uh, with the with the proper uh, objective accomplished, which is everybody's safe and everything's under control.
1: Well, even hearing you talk about it makes me even wonder how a person who's not physically fit can do that. You know, it's, it's got to be very challenging.
0: Well, it's tough. I yeah. mean, it's tough because. Uh, you know, and even down to the thing of just even if if nothing else, just being fit, it pro, it projects a a a more confident image to a person that you're dealing with to where they go. Well, maybe I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to try this guy. Right. Or this gal. Right. Uh, whereas opposed to if you're if you don't look good, if your uniform's all dirty, if it's untucked, and if you if mm-hmm. you know it's bulging in places that it shouldn't, they go. I like my odds. Yeah, I'm gonna try this. That's right. I can take this person. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I like, I like my odds on this Uh, one. Okay,
1: so last question I ask everybody on the podcast. Title of the podcast is Building Better People. Mm -hmm. It's the mission, purpose behind everything. It's the reason we do the podcast, really, is uh, to share with people uh, life change stories that in hopes will encourage them to start their fitness journey or continue on it because the, the belief around here is that if you exercise, you become a better version of yourself. Yeah. And so for Chuck Flieger, right, going back to this uh, 55 years of life, knowing the life story, we've heard a little bit of it here. How is that true for you? How how has becoming fit made you a better version of yourself?
0: Uh, I, I realize that it's never too late. It's it's never too late to to start, and as long as uh. Today I'm here at point X, and if tomorrow I'm at X point one, whatever that is, then that is I'm moving along that journey uh, in a in a better way for myself, uh, for my family, for my grandkids, uh, for my work. Uh, you know, in all aspects, it, it translates. I think it's uh, I think it translates across the board. Um, you know, but I think the the, the main thing. You know, to talk to Chris, you know, when I was 53 years of age and, and that guy looking like he looks like, uh, you know, he, it was from the, from the very first moment when I talked to him, when I came in and I talked to you, is is the welcoming atmosphere that I've never, ever, no matter how little weight I do or how many much weight I do, how many little reps or how many reps, i never been any air of judgment. Ascension or anything like that. So it's always been uh, very, uh, like I said, accepting and enabling. Awesome. Thanks, Chuck.
1: Alrighty. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfit bcs.com